I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in Los Angeles that we're podcasting on the Keech, the Shumash, and the Tongva people and pay our respects to their elders past and present. Salmon or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kind of gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Before I forget, what movies are we supposed to be seeing right now? I want to see that May, December, December, whatever, the Todd Haynes movie. Yes. I want to see the new movie uh, from The Sick of Myself, the Swedish guy, the one that's got Nick oh, Cage yeah. in it. Um, mids- not Midsummer. <laughs> um, uh, Dark Passage. No, something. I know. Nicolas Cage movie. Dream Scenario. Oh, yes. I was so correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see that. Um, and there's a couple other movies that I wanted to see. Somebody saw Liz... Liz, our friend Liz, saw Blue Velvet in an old, cool old movie theater recently. I thought that sounded fun. But I, there's a lot of new movies I want to see. And we finished The Golden Bachelor, and I I think I know why he picked. Oh, yeah. who? What was her name again? Who did he pick? There was Teresa uh, and Leslie. Teresa he picked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just think he went for like cheery, like he want, you know, like when you're young, you, you can kind of go for any temperament. But I think w- once you get older i think i don't know like he just went for someone who was like nat i did that and went for a naturally upbeat you're upbeat i i was you were (laughs) (laughs) i i i was troubled by i've never watched a full season of the bachelor before yeah and i was troubled by the innate duplicity of the protagonist in having to secretly develop these intense bonds with different women. How is it different to Love Island or whatever, Sex Island, whatever um, that is? Wait, Love Island. Well, Love Island, they pair off. Oh, yeah. And at the time they pair off, they're exclusively paired off. And if you're cheating, you're really, it's like you're cheating. And the whatever. person, you know, it's almost like there's something about the way The Bachelor is set up where it encourages people to sort of divide themselves, like split themselves up emotionally and compartmentalize in a way that feels like totally unhealthy. And Leslie's complaints at the end of that saying like, 24 hours ago, you said, I love you. You made plans with me. I, on one hand, totally fell for her because I would feel exactly the same. Sure. But I also thought that is the show. I mean, that's sort yeah. of what you signed up for. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, people are, there is, you can compartmentalize. Yeah, that would be, I don't know, that'd be tough for me. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Especially now that your beard is growing back. Yeah, exactly. I'm winning I'm winning you back. <laughs> winning your favor. Winning the queen's favor. But I'm favor. All, all for like changing looks for a role, which you played like seven roles in your last performance. True, true. So I was really, I thought that was some of your best acting ever. Well, thank you so much. I've I been really, under your tutelage for years I now. Know, I know. You really conjured a lot. Yeah, let's not go into it too much. No, I'm not going to. I... I watched a great doco that's on Netflix Netflix last night called Squaring the Circle 
about Hypnosis, who were the album cover design team who did all the Led Zeppelin stuff, Pink Floyd, Your Beloved Wings. By the way, I had a moment with Wings. Like they started playing Band on the Run, the verse. Yes. How does the verse go of that song? Band on no, the Run. No, that's the chorus. Oh. Oh, the um, verse. Um, yeah. Did it? That, that, I was like, before I recognized what song was, I was like, oh, I love Search this melody. It was the first time I've had like a visceral wings experience where oh, yeah. I was like, I do love this song. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's it's one of those bands that you think, oh, I don't like this band. But for me, I just had such a huge experience as a kid. Yeah. I was a perfect age for wings. Yeah. So I, I have a soft spot. But then also... I don't know, as an adult, I think they're really good. Yeah. I mean, he did get like some the best friends musicians and stuff. It's a weird- Wait, what do you mean he got the best friends musicians? Friends as musicians, I think, to play with him. Oh, in his band. Okay. I thought that was a new award I hadn't heard about. The best friend. <laughs> he got the best friends musicians. You know, he's, he's a great musician and a great best friend. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who- uh, who played with him. But this doco was so good because it was about, you know, all of those wild psychedelic covers. Like obviously most people know like Dark Side of the Moon, but all What those, is that? The, um, it's pyramid, the pyramid with the prism coming out of it. With the light coming out of it. Yeah, the rainbow. Up. And then on the back there's a music, there's like a rainbow colors but goes into a heartbeat. It's oh, like a Well, it's the one with the guy on fire. Oh, that's uh, – whatever, that wish you were here, that one. Yeah, they went into that too. They he said, did that as well? Yeah, he did that too. They said that was the, when they talked about, talked to the stunt guys about that, that was actually the hardest, they said this is the one of the hardest fire stunts there is when you want someone to be still oh. because and fire's always moving, oh. which is why like running on fire yeah. is actually like a safer stunt to do. And they did, it about, they did it about 20 times. What? Yeah. And the person was fine? Yeah, yeah, it was professional stunt guy. Um, there was just so many cool things about, you know, in this age of Photoshop, like we're having a little event in a couple of weeks and I just whipped up a Photoshop yesterday, like yeah. a cover and it was so easy. And when you think about in the sixties and seventies, the lengths people had to go to, there was a wings one where Paul McCartney wanted this statue up on top of Mount Everest. So they had to get a helicopter and take a statue to the top of Mount Everest to oh put it God. there. And like. It's just wild that that is completely unnecessary now. For yeah, for stills it's so easy, and but for moving it's still expensive. I think you'd still use a green screen now. There's yeah. no way they'd go to the top no, of Mount Everest no. for a music video no. or a, even one scene in a movie. Yeah, for sure. It's just a little more complicated. But it's still, you can. I want to do an AI Christmas card or holiday card. Oh my god, you do? What do you want well, to do? Just, I don't know. I just Can you mean, please do that? I just mean like getting everyone together to take a picture where everyone looks good. Isn't yeah. there something where we can just throw something together with just pick our faces and not like something dumb, like what are those dumb dance things that people do? Elf, elf yourself. Elf, not an elf yourself aesthetic, but can't you do anything now? Like we could be- Yes, but can we really, let's really put some thought yeah. into this. I think we need an AI Christmas card. What- what Where background? do we want it set? I know. What do we want each of us to look like? Yeah. We could be well, much improved versions yeah, of Yeah, I guess for, for me, just everyone's happy with how they look because, you know, it's often like, you know, it's hard to get everyone look. But that seems like, and then, I don't know, like any, like just I would like fun. to look like a, um, are they, what are they, St. Charles? 
No, oh, oh uh, the little, um, oh, shoot. Now you threw me off. Not you didn't throw me off. Now I'm so mad <laughs> at you. I threw you off by asking you a question. You threw me off. Yeah, they're um, called St. Charles, right? George, no, they're not St. Charles. They're, we have to look, now we have to look it up. What are those dogs called? Man, it's so close yet so little far. Little brown and white dogs, Charles. King Charles. That's it, King Charles. You, I want to look like a king. Maybe we could be a kings. family of King Charles. Uh, or why don't we just have King Charles on our laps and oh, stuff? Oh, be surrounded by tons of... It'd be yes. like the Jimi Hendrix, are you experienced with all the ladies, electric lady. <laughs> but it's like our family and we're covered in King Charles puppies. Yeah, like we just have tons of King Charles dogs. Let's totally all in do bows. That. I love that idea. Everyone's in a bow. I don't know. We'll make it really good. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you want a black eye like um, Aaron Rose in that picture? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I think if we're going to do it, we should really go all the way. <laughs> like just too much detail. Tons too of many detail. details. Maybe like I could be like a pirate too, like a pirate dog. Or we can do like, you know, the album cover that obsessed me was uh, the um, Elton John Goodbye Yellow Brick Road right. album. Yep. And on the back, it was all drawings and stuff. But there was so much going on. And actually, probably not that much. But you know, when you're a kid and you just get lost in an illustration or an album. But there was a pot of, that was pooing. Oh, wow. Wait, I, oh, is this, was, this was Crumb. Didn't Crumb do this? Oh, maybe. I don't know. But I just remember thinking, you know, you're like obsessed with poo and pee when you're little anyway. And yeah. I just thought it just like delighted me but yeah. also freaked me out i'm just like Aww. there's a pot that's pooing you know and it had like a butt and feet or something but i was just like obsessed oh i would love to get you a framed print of a pooing <laughs> so pot. freudian <laughs> why are kids obsessed with pee and poo there's a reason i'm sure well i think freud went deeply into that yeah yeah too. <laughs> I, I love freud no, i don't know <laughs> i once read freud and i it's like physics i understand while i'm reading the dense text yeah while I'm reading it, whilst I'm reading it, I get it. And then, I love Freud. Then a I couple things. Put he it said, down. I'm like, yeah, I do not out, know. Like a sieve. Yes, I know. Yes. But he said all culture and society is built on repression, and right. that I do agree with. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's good to like roll in the mud and do ecstatic dances, yeah. but I don't <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be a woman who runs with wolves. I do, but not like I don't want to force it. I want to like have it happen. I don't know. You I want like, to power walk with wolves. Yeah, exactly. And also I just like I'm naturally resistant to someone telling me how to do things with a structure. Mm. So if someone said, you know, those things where people put on headphones and they do those silent discos. Yes. And, and ecstatic dancing and stuff. Like I want it to be where I accidentally find myself in a dance class that turns out to be just like unbelievably, you know, like my, you know, like we're all just, it, like it just happens, you know. But isn't the, the very symbology of women running with wolves about freedom and lack of restraint and no one's forcing anyone to do anything? Or do you see the wolves as, as like authoritarians? No, no, I guess I, I don't know why I was going down this track of it being like a class. like A you, class about running with wolves. No, I think of it as like you see the wolves, and they're you running, know. and you just like you know. get a little trot on, <laughs> throw the clothes off. Next thing you're running through the forest with the wolves. What if I made it my mission to like befriend all these coyotes around the neighborhood? Yeah. Just be, running with the coyotes. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. You would definitely end up on the Laurel Canyon neighborhood Facebook page with like posts of concern. Yeah. There's already people feeding lots of animals around here, which yeah. I get on the fence. Wasn't there a time when I first second put food out and I was like, wait, what am I doing? 
they have so much food already with the garbage cans and stuff. Yeah, what about what about the hummingbirds? Like is Spencer Pratt is that ethical that him feeding them honey? Hummingbirds are fine, aren't yeah, they? I think so. And the owls, everyone was gonna get an owl house or something. Owl house. Owl. Remember we got an offer. Owl house. Is a very, very Yeah, that very was they were the owl owls house. eat the rats. Right. And so they were encouraging owls to solve the rat problem in Laurel Canyon. Oh man, my mom has a neighbor's cat who's been giving them rats as gifts in their garden. That's disgusting. I know. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Well, they've just every day or every other day, they're finding a rat just sitting right. And like, the neighbors are putting the rats no, in the No, the neighborhood cat is. Cats give you oh, like. the cats gave the rats. I think you said the neighbor gave them rats every no. day as presents. I was like, that but is. It a, does make me want to like chop down the neighbor's vines. You know, yeah. they love those vines on the, those. The rats do. Yeah. Yeah. Not the neighbors. No. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's not my vines. It's not my, not my. Um, not my monkey, not my circus. Exactly. Or not my, who's the guy from Wimpy Kid? Not my uh, Hendrick? Uh, no. Yeah, not my Roderick. Roderick, <laughs> not my Roderick. I felt so bad that not my Roderick thing for the hey, other actor. Hey, got the cheese touch. <laughs> together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. In a time of deep unpredictability, I can only imagine the chaos that I sent this household into by having a clean-shaven face last week. <gasps> and now Stubble returns. Oh, my gosh. I almost didn't notice. I was actually talking about this last night because our friend, he, I guess he shaved his mustache. Now it's back. Everyone loves the mustache back. Yeah, he's got quite a pronounced mustache. Wow. Yeah. And from yesterday to today, your beard, it, it's so nice. One small step for man. How did you do that? Well, <laughs> look, it involves a very deep traditional Russian shtetl recipe. No, it's this is my genes. You know? Okay. Have you ever um, been to a Russian bath where they beat you with a big um, leaf? I've big never. Really? I've never done that. No. You would love that. Someone who loves rolfing and hmm. you like a rough massage. I do like a rough massage, but I don't know if I want to be struck with implements. I like I like to be manhandled and kind of like oh, twisted these, and pretzel, yeah. but I don't want to be whipped. It brings back my, you know... Jews, slaves in Pharaoh type energy. Like I don't whipping. Mm. It's good for um, si you know, st the simulation. Didn't Maymay that acupuncturist? Um, oh, she said like you s smack yourself. Yeah, Maymay the acupuncturist was into smacking yourself and putting a piece of string in your butt and lighting <laughs> it on fire. That was the traditional Chinese treatment of blowing smoke up your ass. <laughs> That's an inside story. Truly inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, when shaving my face and seeing just the look of horror on you and Goldie's face, it really took me Can back Can I see to, your profile? Now, my profile? Yeah. 
and go like this. It's because of my chin. Yeah, right? yeah. I know that having a bit of having a bit of a beard does mask any saggy under chin. I wish kind of thing you know, there. as a woman, women tend to they go for the scarf, a turtleneck. This in photos. This, I'm noticing a lot of this of kind of stuff in photos holding up the, the chin. Yeah. Um, Which I never knew what that was. I thought that was just like from Madonna Vogue. Like, I, I think like. it was, but then as women get older and you feel like your neck is getting kind of looser, yeah. you just sort of, I think you start just like trying to hide. I mean, it's it's like- But it's I, also pointing at it. I know. It's, it's sort like, of like yeah. when I had, I had a dead tooth when I was a child from smashing into someone on the playground and I had this habit of covering it with my finger, my front tooth, because it was gray before I had veneers. And then I had developed such a habit that even after I had the veneers, I kept covering my tooth. And my brother one day said, Ioni, stop that. That's ill. Mm. Meaning ill like bad. Yeah, but not ill like good. Well, the ill in could be good and bad, right? Yeah, I guess. Some words are both. Yeah, so was ill used as bad? What yeah, if that was a compliment? Ill. What about this whole, if this whole time you've built this trauma around your brother's judgment he when he was, was complimenting you? He's, he's like, saying you look like like a character from The Wire. Yeah. Like walking Come on, around. Keep doing that. That's ill. But I was remembering my dad doing these kind of like shaving tricks on himself. Like, you know. <laughs> What, like, like shave one side and it, not the fully, other? Fully, exactly. My dad always had a beard, and then when he did shave it, he'd always scare us with some kind of crazy right. shaving. And like wait only the right. until everyone yeah. sees. And it was making me really reflect on sort of how, I don't know if it was just my dad, but I think with dads, there is something innately kind of sadistic about them. Um, I remember my dad letting me taste a chili pepper. Uh-huh. Um, and kind of laughing as I was kind of, you know, putting ice in my mouth to cool it down and stuff. And I was just thinking, I don't know, it's so weird that dads sort of are asked culturally to play that role of being like a sadist to their children. It's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Moms don't really want to do that. Well, moms are forced to overcompensate and become coddling. Yeah. I mean, it's just I've these... coddled and it's been bad. It's we bad. Are, we're all prisoners of these gender roles. Because apparently my kids say, now we have a lot of anxiety because you coddled us. I know. They never thanked you for it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. No boobs for you anymore. Yeah, exactly. You, you're officially <laughs> stopping breastfeeding. I'll tell you, 22 and 14, some people said it was a long Let's way. Let's go but back you... in time and I'll cut you off the boobs and oh, you yeah. tell me how you want. Would you? Would you have breastfed shorter in retrospect? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe, yeah. yeah. And longer. Longer for Kate, shorter for Goldie. So you just I can't win. Out a little more. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, but I've failed in both directions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me, you've breastfed totally appropriately. Mm -hmm. um, I had a fun- <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> going to be like, gross. Yeah, that is gross. That's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's one of the things about having a running avenue or a, a podcast like this is like there is an- sort of false sense, maybe it's not a false sense, maybe it's a real sense of intimacy, but I do feel like the boundaries start, you know, lowering yeah. themselves episode by episode. Yeah, between the beautiful babies and, yeah, yeah. and, and, and the and listeners. Ourselves, and ourselves. Yeah. Um, but I had a fun night out the other night, my friend Adam Green, who is from the Moldy Peaches, and some people have heard me cover and moldy picture song at my show i wish i was ben lee which was their first single but he um he's an amazing songwriter artist filmmaker poet and recently a tribute album to him has come out called moping in style mm -hmm. and it's got covers of all his songs from father john misty the libertines jenny lewis 
Regina Spector, Joanna Sternberg, friend of the pod, myself, um, and it was and he had a little fun drink celebrating at Edendale in Silver Lake, and it was Hamas superstar and Binky Shapiro and Sia and all these people sort of from the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. And um, I don't know, it was so, it's so weird as you get older that you start having these kind of like reunion experiences from periods of your life you didn't even realize had become sort of, I guess, part Re- of your Reunion worthy? Yeah, it's kind of like before, it's, it's almost like albums, you know, as a musician, you put out albums and suddenly they're all having 10th anniversaries yeah. and 15th and 20th. And you're like, oh, that album I didn't even like that much. Okay, 20th anniversary, let's celebrate. <laughs> no, no, but all these people I did love, but it was funny to have this, because I guess they'd all been in town because they're all close with Macaulay Culkin and he just got his Hollywood That was so star. emotional. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin was like... It was like so emotional. Yeah, yeah, it was. I well, loved that. He's had a really bizarre. I career. like when people honor, you know, honor themselves, and you know, that's nice. And it is beautiful that he did surround himself by all his friends from that time, as Natasha Leone and Adam and Sean and all these the, his crew. And it was sweet that obviously for him, there's also a feeling that was a special time for me. The early two thousands, that whole meet me in the bathroom strokes era. I always had complicated feelings. You didn't like doing that. coke off the t- off a toilet. I did. I didn't. <laughs> the I, back of I, a I toilet. I only did coke two or three times, and I never never really liked it anyway. But um, it's more <laughs> that like I. It's funny when the Strokes came out and all the anti folk and all that. And I liked a lot of those people and the music, but I felt overall I could not understand the retroness of it. Like. I was because I was I was saying to you last night I was listening to Bjork and right. Matt Moss and all this like experimental electronic music and New Order and all these different kinds of things that fell outside sort of what I'd grown up on, which was sort of like stock indie rock, like two guitars, bass, drums, vocals, and I could not understand why all these bands were pretending it was the seventies. It just yeah. seemed highly like unappealing Fleet to Foxes me. Foxes or yeah, Fleet Foxes thing was a little different. Um, because they more... I mean, I know the Strokes. It was a little later and it was folky. No, it was more like, it was that New York, you know, Strokes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, where did... And then like the Hives and the White Strokes. Where did I, I see... I went with Amy Fleetwood to a concert. Who did I see? You went to Bonnie Vare. Bonnie Vare. And yeah, how yeah. did Bonnie Vare fall? Uh, oh, that was later. Later. Bonnie Vare was later. No, that was great. Yeah, the, you're, you're, you know, you're talking about more like the folky yeah. kind of stuff. But this was all this early 2000s. Yes. I mean, you were into Kings of Leon. Right? I loved uh, the like the first three songs on their yeah. second album, and you like obsessively listened to it, right? Well, yeah, the f- yeah the the that low voice that guy had was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Son of a preacher, literally, um, he was right. Yeah. Son of a preacher man, but yeah, I like those first three songs. Uh, I mean, you know me, I always can go back to Crosby, Stills and Nash, Cat Stevens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can always go back to the old. The old, the real oldie, golden oldies. Mm-hmm. You're a child <laughs> those, of the 60s. Are those golden oldies? No. Golden they oldies are. are 50s, right? Yeah, but it keeps changing as we get older. Mm-hmm. Um, I Oldies now is like 90s music. Like if you put on like classic rock station, there's like Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins on it. Mixed right. with Led Zeppelin and Aerosmith. Yeah. Um, do you know what someone was saying to me the other day? At that at that drinks, um, I forget who it was. It was I forget her name, but she was Binky's. Uh, flatmate uh, she said she was talking about Henry Miller she was reading Henry Miller and he yeah. was talking about how 
everyone always thinks their moment in time is the worst. Right. That it's like it's never they been as missed, bad. They missed the, or they missed the best part, which like you missed the whatever, like the 60s or you missed the fun time in the 70s. That? Yeah, yeah. And I was like momentarily comforted by the idea that, oh, yeah, maybe it's just a generational truth that we always think our moment is the collapse or is closer to the collapse of civilization in the right. end of the world. But then I thought, or it's actually getting worse. What do you so mean? every like, successive generation is having the worst time that's ever existed. <laughs> so you were right all it, along. It's possible. It's like I'm left with just as much of an existential predicament. Uh, is it just a matter of mindset and the fact that we sort of tend to think we're having a harder time than anyone else? Oh, or right. Or is it just getting worse and worse? Right. I think it's always been on bad. and off bad. I mean, the yeah. plague and all these things. But plague yeah, was bad, bad, straight up. Bad, bad. But uh, yeah, I and the Dust Bowl, like the 30s, the yep, Depression Yep, that's right. That's right. Oh, you're yeah, really, yeah. you're going out for the big guns. That's well, true. We'd say the plague, but Dust Bowl. I do have to say that I, oh, before maybe three years ago, I often thought I would read a book about people who are, you know, whatever, in a war-torn country and writing, you know, whatever about this, writing the book, you know, during that time and Like whatever. Anne Frank. And Anne Frank yeah, or yeah, just yeah. like, you know, whatever, letters between famous people during World War II or something or other. And I would just think, wow, I wonder what that was like for them. How intense. I can't believe they had children during that time and how did they ever get it up to have any fun or do anything. That so you're was, worried about like erectile dysfunction? <laughs> that too. Yeah. And and just thinking, wow, that that must, I can't even imagine, you know? And mm. now it's not that I've really lived through something so horrendous, but now I'm sort of like, oh yeah, this is how you do it. Right. Do you know you what just, I'm saying? Well, you sort of After just the get past by. few years, like well, it's, yeah. it's felt like, I mean, we're, you know, knock on wood and thank God, whatever, it hasn't been... You know, we're not in a war-torn country at the moment, but you know, I just am like I now I'm sort of understanding more. Like, yeah. oh, okay, like people do carry on, but but I'm saying what I'm saying is the past few years has have felt it has felt very heavy. Um, and the other thing I was gonna say, what was it? Um, I did think though at one point in my life that I was have in the having the best time. I know you're talking about two different things yeah. like but I I I did think my life and group and posse, mm -hmm. my posse, we were the coolest mm -hmm. and this we were this was the most wonderful time. Mm -hmm. Most wonderful time of the year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that song. But yeah, so it, I, I was aware of the golden era of it. Mm. Which is obnoxious. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, it's good to appreciate. Yeah, I don't know if I. But you feel, know. I feel like a sense of nostalgia is something I've had to learn. Sometimes I feel like I'm, like the way you see, like love on the spectrum, how they have to learn to have manners and date and everything. Sure. Sometimes I feel like I've had to do that with nostalgia. Our parties lately have felt like in a, a golden era. It's just that understanding this may not last forever, not in a scary way, but just like, wow, this is- Just appreciation. Yeah, or if like yeah. a, a restaurant or a club or something's having a moment. Yeah. You sometimes are aware that this is a moment, and yeah. a lot of the time you're not until it's over. Yeah, I think I've I've kind of learned that now. I do. I kind of look back on. I mean, it's particularly interesting. I think because of both of our 
experiences in sort of counterculture in the 90s and how, I don't know, I do see young people now are so interested in that, in what that was like, because it's very hard now to imagine what it means to like have cultural influence in an age before social media and how just slowly information moved and how intentionally it moved was really cool. I know, very cool. And yeah. the different roles people play in your group of, you know, I, I, that was what was kind of cool about that documentary about that. Uh, I don't know what that crew was called. Which um, one? What crew? Uh, the one that did, uh, you know, Milk Hotel. Neutral Milk Hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, whole yeah, posse. Yeah, yeah. Like who? Yeah, plays, Elephant Six. Yes, yeah. yes. And who's the father? And who's like? And there was the the Thurston Moore and the yes, like. Totally. The mom and dad of the group. Um, I know. There's always those in cults in scenes. There's essentially always these family the dynamics. Aunts, aunts and uncles, Kim and Kelly Deal, or whoever. You know, there's yes. different roles. And, and there's always the jester. There's always someone yes. that takes like you've talked about, like Max Perlick or people yes. like that that would choose to be these sort of like outliers who would say the thing that was offensive or unexpected and upset the balance. Yes. And, you know, everyone plays the different roles of the psyche. Totally. I'm so proud of our Susa children. Oh, uh, yeah. Our, our double trouble, our twins, I our know. Malik and Safi. Yes. Um, yeah, for people who haven't heard there's, there's a podcast on weirder together podcast network called susa subtle urban sex appeal it's not for everybody it's not i know my mom has has expressed that she is not she's not going in for the long haul with susa she's not probably the targeted audience she doesn't know who doja cat is she doesn't know who Nicki minaj is and she's not interested in learning i mean you know generational well, divide yeah but I, I love this podcast i'm interested in learning i don't know many of the but I'm gonna. But I'm getting the references. But I am interested. Yeah. Very interested. Yeah. But people are loving it, and their clips are sort of starting to go a bit viral on TikTok. Yeah. And it's so exciting because I've kind of, I feel like we've just in the year or two of building this and sort of, you know, putting out different music and pods, we've kind of created like a basic philosophy and infrastructure where. I feel like we're kind of ready for something to take on a little bit more of a public facing quality, yeah. if that makes sense. You know, without without us losing bearings on what the principles of what we're trying to do. I, I was having dinner last night with someone who's a creator and a showrunner, I suppose. No, creator. And she someone told her like she went to get a massage or something and they were like a bit of a psychic-y type person and said, the next show you're doing is going to open a portal for you. Wow. And I thought that was kind of, I'm I'm not into, you know, me with the new age stuff, although things do happen that are new agey. They yeah. just do anyway. But how did she interpret that? That I don't know. I'd be curious, but just that maybe that it'll- A portal to hell? Blow up in yeah. a good way. Oh, it could be good. Yeah, it could be good. Yeah. <laughs> or like in that Twilight Zone episode where, did you see the one where there's like a, a, a portal to another dimension under the girl's bed? Mm. It was kind of crazy. But then she was more just stuck in a wall and it was kind of weird. I feel like also with watching Malik and Safi work, I feel it's actually made me like slightly insecure in terms of because they're so fast. Oh, right. How that I actually feel it. like kind yeah. of, I just feel like a little, like it's interesting watching people who are so good with ideas and, and I know. conversation and debate. And I fancy myself reasonably good at those things, but I feel kind of like, wow, this is a skill set at another level. Thank you for tuning in to Weirder Together today. Uh, 
Hope it was mellow. Hope it was mellow. Hope it was nice. And I'm uh, going to leave you with, uh, I made this oh, noise yeah. addict record. Oh, I'm going to leave them with lasagna. Let's do that. Aww. So this song, I made a record while Ioni was pregnant with Goldie. So this is now 14 years ago. And I called it a noise addict record. Lou it's Barlow really good. on bass, Lara Mayaratkin on percussion, Ioni on recorder, full of morning sickness, lying oh. down, uh, playing recorder on this song and on one of the songs. And then Kate, my stepdaughter, who was seven at the time, maybe eight, uh, improvised this song, Lasagna, with me. And uh, you can listen to this whole album up on Spotify. It's called It Was Never About the Audience. And uh, this is Lasagna, Beautiful Babies by Noise Addict. And uh, Kate Netto. Love ya. You count it in, okay? Okay. One, two, one, two, three, four. Lasagna, lasagna. Sorry. Start again. No, no. One, two, one, two, three, four. Lasagna, lasagna. decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.